wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. On this episode, we have Connor Akers, the Vice President of Marketing for Serious Archery Products, as well as Tough Head Broadheads. Hogs are the most expensive on arrows. I've never seen an animal that can break an arrow faster than a hog can. There's nothing to do about it with them. They run through some of the thickest stuff. They like to roll on them. It's one of those things. And sometimes if you have an arrow that's kind of flying a little funky or it's hitting the target wrong, you can just slowly twist it each shot. And eventually you're gonna find that spine without having a machine and that arrow should theoretically fly a little bit better for you. If it's shooting weird, just turn it a quarter turn and see what happens. We went up to Canada for Black Bear. We shot one at 56 yards with our new tough head wide. A lot of companies that have wide broadheads tell you don't shoot them over 50 because they lose accuracy. We pride ourselves in our wide broadhead you can shoot it far beyond 50. And just to prove that when we released them, I shot it at 80. Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. On this episode, we have Connor Akers. And Connor is the Vice President of Marketing for Serious Archery Products, as well as Tough Head Broadheads. Connor's a West Virginia native, and I've had the pleasure of being in deer camp with him there in West Virginia a handful of times. And Really wanted to get Connor on here to, one, introduce himself, but also to introduce his products that he markets and uh, walk us through basically setting up, uh, getting your bow and all your archery equipment set up to go deer hunting. And uh, I think that's going to add a lot of value. So, Connor, thanks for being on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about what we got and break down some arrows for you. Absolutely. So... So like I said, Connor's from West Virginia. We did some uh, hog hunting in West Virginia over at Mountain Meadow Hunting Preserve and Connor was having his bachelor party there and uh, they had a great time and we had a great time. It was a really good time just in deer camp and well hunting camp and uh, the kids all killed hogs and we had a good time. But um, Connor, when it comes to serious archery products, tell us what all you offer and kind of what your you know, walk us through your website and what all you got going on. Yeah. So I like to tell people when they ask me about serious archery, we have the arrow for everybody. Um, a lot of people think that we are more of a heavy arrow, heavy, heavy arrow, high FOC kind of thing, but we can do whatever you want. I mean, we have your standard diameter. We have the 204, we have micros, we have it all. I'll, um, I'll break it down kind of from, an affordability standpoint. So in the standard diameter, we have what we call the Supernova 2.0. And that arrow, it's a really good seller of ours. It's um it's super straight, super accurate. Um, let's see. After that, we have one of my favorite arrows. That's our Vulcan. That's another standard diameter. A uh, funny story about that one. When we were we talked about iguana hunting earlier, you've done it some, but we went down and we bow hunted iguanas. I used the Vulcans on that one because it's, you know, it's not one of our high-end arrows. It's just, a, you know, a basic good standard diameter arrow. And if we, if I broke a bunch, it was no big deal. Because, you know, with a bow on iguanas, you're shooting into rocks. We hunted for two days and I used the same arrow for two days. And I probably shot 50 iguanas. No kidding. So I did pellet yeah. gun and uh, blow gun recently, but you did it with a bow. I love it. Yep. 
Yeah, we did it with a bow, two days from the boat, shooting them onto the bank. And I managed to somehow shoot the same arrow the whole time without breaking it. Nice. So, that, I mean, the Vulcan is just, that's a tough arrow. I recommend that one a lot to the guys that are kind of living down south. They're deer hunting, but also they have pigs. Because, you yeah. know, pigs are very destructive on arrows. And that's oh, yeah. a good, strong arrow. It's a great option for those guys. And it's not going to break the bank. Um, oh, also, we have we have a traditional arrow. And that's in the standard diameter. It's called our trad star. All the, all the recurve and longbow guys like that one. Uh, past that, we'll get into the uh, small diameter 204. That's my personal favorite. We have three arrows in that category. Uh, our newest one is the Supernova SD. So it's the same makeup as the standard diameter Supernova, but it's in a 204 now. And that is a good way for people that are starting to kind of get more into archery because 204 is a really popular shaft right now. Okay. So that, yes, yeah, so that's um, Supernova SD. It's a good entry point into the 204 because it's a, an affordable price point, super straight, just like the standard diameter. And it's super strong. That's another thing, too. All of our arrows are very strong. I mean, of course, you're going to break an arrow every now and then. It's just that's impossible not to do. Right. But we pride ourselves in durable arrows and quality carbon. I like it. So past that, yeah, past that, we have the Apollo and the Gemini. Um, The Apollo is, without a doubt, our best-selling arrow. It's, It's the workhorse of serious archery. And that's a carbon weave arrow, 204. 250 spine is a popular arrow. And the GPI on that is 10.68. So it's a little bit heavier um, than the next arrow I'm going to talk about. But without a doubt, the Apollo is our most popular arrow. Okay. It's just a good, it's a it's a great shaft. There's There's nothing else to it. But probably our most exciting shaft that we've come out with is the Gemini. And the Gemini is an awesome combination of speed and FOC. And we get that by having a a light uh, GPI. So on the 250 spine, we're at 8.68 compared to the Apollo, which is 10.68. So you're getting two less grains per inch on your arrow compared to the Apollo. And what that does is that takes all the weight, puts it up in the front in your insert and uh, broadhead yeah so you're able to have a lighter arrow with a higher foc that's pretty sweet yeah for sure yeah because a lot of people Uh, don't they add like different inserts to give them that foc on those lighter arrows right so what a lot of people do a lot of people will beef up their insert and just a heavy broadhead yeah and you can still do that with this shaft but you're still going to have you're going to have a lighter arrow and in total and still have that FOC that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Nice. It's basically built in. That's really nice. Yeah. So you're, and you know, with a heavier arrow, you don't lose as much speed as people think. Um, it's, you put it into a speed calculator and you'll see it's not that much different. Yeah. But you're still going to get a faster speed with a lighter arrow. Of course. Oh, and we also have a crossbow bolt. We have the Phoenix crossbow bolt. Um, a, a very, very strong, crossbow bolt. I know I keep saying all our stuff strong, but it, it's, it is, it's that simple. We have very strong shafts. I actually watched you and you can talk more about this later when we talk about tough head, but I watched you doing a 
basically a strength and durability test on your tough heads and you were shooting center block walls and Mm -hmm. you you were flexing the shafts of the arrows and everything. And, you know, I was always told if, if you hit anything solid with a carbon arrow, you basically should throw it away. That way you don't have to worry about it splintering or anything. And I was watching you continue to shoot the same arrow after you were shooting a block wall, a center block wall. And I'm like, tell you what, that's gotta be a tough arrow to do that. Oh, absolutely. And in, in the back end, of course we are, we are checking it to make sure there's no splintering or anything. And I, I really wouldn't recommend you shoot a concrete wall over and over with a lot of arrows out there, but we have the confidence in ours to know that we can safely do that. Yeah. I mean, and we, like I said, we check it, but we can shoot them over and over. And a lot of that, probably the one you were talking about was we were outside shooting that concrete wall yep. with the Apollo. A lot of that is because of our patented um, half jacket insert system for 204s. Okay. And that's something we came out with about a year ago. It's a new post and sleeve system that fits all 204s. And it's just, it's so strong. We, we offer it in stainless steel and aluminum. Um, you can mix and match that too to get the right weight you want. You can also cut that post down if you want to cut some weight out. I don't recommend that because the more you cut out, the less durable it is. Okay. Yeah. But uh, so I personally, I use a s- aluminum post and stainless steel sleeve to get it's 100 grains that way. Nice. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, yeah. So back to that, like you guys do make strong products and I think that's really cool. I mean, it's across the board from your sm- smaller diameter to your standard, even in your crossbow bolts. Now on your website, I see the Orion. It's a micro diameter. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So the, so the Orion, like what, what would you, what was purpose for that for such a micro shaft? Yeah. So the thing with the micro, um, I've shot it before. I took it to Africa last year and that's what I used. Um, a lot of the guys with the longer draws will shoot that micro. Um, cause it are two fifty, for example, it's a 9.03. So a guy with a 30 some inch draw shooting the Apollo, that's going to add a lot of weight when you can knock it down a grain with, uh, with the micro. There's also a theory that with that smaller diameter, uh, there's going to be less drag going through an animal. If you keep the, the shaft smaller than the ferrule of your broadhead, there's not going to be any drag going through the animal. That so that's sense. a big thing. Micros, micros were very popular for a while, and it seems like that trend is going back to the 204. Okay. And there's also... You have less wind resistance, less wind drift, stuff like that, because it's a smaller shaft. Yeah, no, that's makes sense to me. And, you know, I've, I've shot, and I think it's a combination of arrow broadhead in the past where I was struggling to get pass-throughs at 60 pounds, or maybe 63 pounds is what I was at. But, um, yeah. and I'm like, this makes no sense to me. I mean, I'm shooting a, you know, a very, what I consider reputable, expandable you know mechanical broadhead and i'm struggling to get past those on deer that weigh 130 pounds this doesn't make any sense to me and uh but yeah i think it was a a combination of quality of arrow and broadhead and but uh and but that's another reason why i wanted you on you know so we can talk about if if someone's listening out there and they're like what is fine what is 
FOC? What is GPI? Let's cover some of that for these guys. That way, when they do come to your website, they've got a little bit of ammo ahead of time and we can, you know, kind of help them through that process. Yeah. So GPI, that is grains per inch. And that's, that's how much your arrow weighs in one inch. So it's a 10 grain per inch arrow. You have it at 28 inches. The arrow is going to be 280 grains. Yep. Okay. Um, FOC is front of center. So that um, it's a percentage thing. So that I'm awful at math, <laughs> just a heads up. But um, what you do is you, um, you calculate the weight of your arrow, your insert, your broadhead. And we have a calculator on our website that can do all this for you and tell you what your FOC percentage is. But that's the percentage of weight of your arrow that's in the front of the center. Okay. And more higher FOC, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're going to have better penetration with a good FOC. All right. So higher grains per inch will slow, in, in theory, slow your arrow down, but higher FOC will give you more penetration. And, yeah, uh, it's kinetic energy, penetration, all that all that fun stuff. Yeah, so the spine is the stiffness of your arrow. The higher that number, the more flex your arrow has. And the correct spine for you is going to be dependent on your draw length, your draw weight, um, a bunch of different aspects of your bow, your arrow weight, everything like that. But another calculator we have on our website can do all that for you to tell you the exact spine you need for your bow. So that's really cool. So we covered like the basics of it, but your website already has everything basically. It has everything. It's very user friendly. So I was actually on there building some traditional arrows because I'd love to shoot the recurve. And uh, I shot a a hog last year at Mountain Meadow. You were 100% right when you were talking about shooting the, uh, I believe it was the uh, Paul or the Vulcans. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, cause it's a little less expensive arrow. You don't worry too much. And you recommend that for hog hunters. I burned through two, um, two arrows on one hog. And as soon as they left the bow, they were trash because no, these weren't your arrows. I mean, it could have been anybody's arrows, but as soon as it hit that hog, I mean, they were done one hit him in the shoulder. He took off running, snapped. And then the other Mm -hmm. one. I shot him as a follow-up shot. You know, the first one killed him, but the second one was just the, you know, icing on the cake, so to speak. And uh, when he fell, he snapped that thing right in half, and I was like, tag on. Sure. There goes about Hogs 60 bucks. the most expensive on arrows. Yeah. I've never seen an animal that can break an arrow faster than a hog can. Yeah. There's just, there's nothing to do about it with them. They They run through some of the thickest stuff. They like to roll on them. It's just, it's one of those things. Um, funny story when we were down, uh, hunting with triple M outfitters in Florida, we, um, we're getting ready to launch this new thing to where we all, we offer custom services for our arrows. You can select any arrow on our website and we can fully customize that for you. We'll install the inserts. We'll fletch them with whatever fletching configuration, colors, fletchings you want, ship them right to your door, ready to hunt. So we're getting ready. We're going to offer a service to where if you buy arrows from us and you fully customize them and you go through the full customization process if you break an arrow while you're hunting you send us a picture of it and fill out the form online and we're going to send you a brand new arrow built to your specs right to your door oh that's awesome 
That is yeah. awesome. That, that That's standing so, behind your product. I like that. Yeah, for sure. And arrows do break sometimes, especially with pigs, but we're going to start offering a lifetime warranty with our arrows when you fully customize them. Yeah. Good deal, man. I like that. Heck yeah. So let's talk about the, the broadheads. All right. So we've, we've gone on your website, you know, we know what our bow is. We're, we're ready. We've ordered our arrows, but while we're there, let's order some broadheads. Let's talk about them. For sure. I do want to back up real quick though. I talked about all the information we have on our website. Yep. If you're still used, you're still unsure of what you want. You can schedule a free 15 minute consultation with one of our technicians and they'll help you out, get you exactly what you need. I like if that. You just go to the website. Schedule a call. Dude, okay. that's awesome. Let's talk broadheads now. We offer at Toughhead Broadheads, everything we offer is a solid one-piece S7 tool steel. And if you don't know what S7 tool steel is, it's just a very strong, durable, sharp metal. Um, we offer single bevels and we offer three blades. In our single bevel line, we have 125 grain, 150, and 200 in our tough head evolution. We also have a 200 grain tough head evolution single level wide with a cutting diameter of 1.45 inches. And on all of our single bevels, we have optional blood rings, which is a bleeder. And you can shoot the broadheads with or without them, doesn't matter. They weigh 12 grains and all you do is you slide them on the back of the ferrule. There are little slots that they sit in. You screw it on and they're there, they're good to go. And now the bleeders, they're not S7 tool steel. They're a different metal. Um, and we did that because we don't want to impede penetration. So if you're shooting and you hit ribs, you hit leg, you hit something like that with a bleeder, it's going to bend, get out of the way, or it's going to snap off yeah. so it doesn't hurt your penetration. But it's going to keep that cut open a little bit better. It's going to tear stuff as it goes through. It's just going to give you a little bit more cutting, a little bit more of an entry wound. Nice. And the whole idea of a bleeder is, you know, your your actual broadhead does the cutting, but the bleeder keeps exactly. that wound from basically closing back on itself. It's going to right. tear lung tissue. It goes through. It. It's my favorite part about it is, I mean, they're not very big, but if you look at that single bevel entry hole, you can see these little slits on both sides. And you, you shoot something with a two blade, it's going to want to kind of close back up a little bit yeah. but with those little nicks on both sides. That's going to keep that hole open. And we've, we've tested it and tested it. It works tremendously. Yeah. Didn't you, I, I'm not sure which one of these you killed that you killed a monster hog. Like what's really yeah, cool absolutely. is I didn't know you had hunted with triple M previously and I didn't know you were hunting with them and like, I think there was maybe a week difference from the time we left to the time you guys got there. And that hog yeah. that you killed, man, he's a stud. And he had some cutters on him that were huge. Oh, yeah. So we were talking to Matt about that. And, you know, it was a, a big bodied hog, but it wasn't hogzilla by any means. But Matt said that out of the thousands of pigs that they've shot there, those tusks were probably in the top 10. Yeah. It was, you couldn't have asked for better tusks on a hog. Um, I'm going to keep the skull, so I'll measure them when I get it back. But I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've seen and I've killed a lot of hogs and I've never seen tusks like that on a pig before. Yeah. They were cute. Yeah. No, you got that. That was, uh, that was awesome. Definitely a trophy. And, uh, 
All right, so if we're picking a broadhead, what would be the deciding factor? Is it personal preference or is it, all right, I'm going to shoot a single bevel versus the three blade. What's uh, what's going to make me sway one way or another? Yeah, so a lot of that comes down to personal preference. And then I'm going to ask you what you're hunting. Okay. Um, so I like to use the comparison of a guy hunting down south. If If you're hunting down south, primarily for whitetail, but you've got pigs on your property, I'm going to shoot a three blade. Okay. Just because that, that triangle hole, you, you can't beat it. It it stays open and pigs notoriously, they, they close up. They got all the fat and everything. That three blade hole is just going to help you keep that open. But now myself personally, um, with Sirius, we have a show, we travel around, we do hunting all over the place. We're shooting a lot of different stuff. I like a single bevel. Okay. They fly great. You can shoot any animal in the world with them. They're going to they're gonna do their job. So I personally like a single bevel. But then my next question is going to be, um, how experienced are you with sharpening? Okay. Not very. So now, <laughs> not very. And <laughs> so broadhead sharpening can be a scary concept to someone that's new to it. A three blade is the easiest broadhead in the world to sharpen. You just... You hold it a certain way, you run it up and down the stone, you're good to go. Yeah. Now, single bevel, it's a little bit different. You have to find the right angle of your blade. But once you have done it and you can just feel that blade hitting the stone properly, you're going to have no issue at all uh, sharpening them. Okay. I um, I learned it in an hour. Yeah. No, so that makes sense because my spear blades, because I, I kill animals with spears now, and... uh Plenty of them went in the rocks uh, before I killed mm-hmm. anything, and I'm like, I'm not going to keep buying new spear tips. I know Tim Wells would love if I did, but like, I'm going to learn how to sharpen these, and I did get me a, a sharpening kit, and it took me some time, but like you said, I mean, it definitely wasn't an hour for me, but I'm just thinking on a scale that's, you know, this thing's 10 times the size of a broadhead, but just scale it down, find that sweet spot, and once you do... You can get pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. It, it would make sense then. So, yeah. What's really cool, um, Connor, is you guys have your own podcast as well. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of this information already on there. Like, I love listening to y'all's because being able to, right, I'm, I'm an experienced hunter and I'm teaching my kids, you know, and April's teaching her kids and we, you know, we, we bounce ideas off of each other. We do a lot of research, but it's awesome to just pop on your podcast and grab a couple nuggets here and there and then apply it to what we're doing because Ava, she's nine years old now and she loves shooting her bow and like her thing this year, she wants to kill a deer with a bow. And I'm like, you're not quite there yet. You're, you're getting there. She's really like, she's been, like I'm doing push-ups, doing different things to build that strength in her chest, her shoulders and everything. And we're, we're working on drawing the bow, doing a lot of different things. Like it's been developing the, the, a solid foundation, making sure she's anchoring, not so much worrying about where we're hitting on the target yet. Let's just worry about the fundamentals. But, uh, so like somebody for her that is learning, me and April are spending a lot of time with her, but it, I mean, this is really cool the way your website set up is I can build an arrow specifically for her 
at nine mm-hmm. years old, maybe 10, depending on how this summer goes, to go out and kill a deer with a 35-pound bow. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like our three-blade broadhead is good for that, for yeah. sure. I have my personal opinions on expandables. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get into that. But, you know, with someone that's going to be shooting a lighter poundage, it requires so much kinetic energy for that expandable to open up and get into that animal that you're losing so much of your energy just upon entry. Yeah. And with a cut on contact, it takes far less kinetic energy to get through. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to make it through. So when April first started bow hunting, these were things that I didn't know. Like I'm trying to, you know, I'm figuring out this is, you know, 12 years ago, something like that. And, uh, I hooked her up with a, the old style two blade rage and first yeah. deer she shoots, she gets like four inches of penetration. And I'm like, what the heck? Then I started learning about kinetic energy. So then we went to a G five Montec 85 grain, right? There was no reason mm-hmm. that I had to shoot or she had to shoot a hundred grain at this point. She's shooting maybe 40 pounds, you know, right at that. Like, all right. Yeah. Now, now she's, she's pulling 50 now. And like, but she still, we, we did a, a fixed blade test because she came down to mountain meadow last year and killed an eland and she shot it with an expandable and uh you know the penetration on such a big animal what, what do they weigh about 1800 pounds give or take you know yep. maybe 100 or two pounds either way but she got about i don't know 12 inches of penetration on that animal and i mean he soaked up every bit of energy that she put into him and after that i'm like you know what why do we keep going like what is is it a fad is it because we think we're cool like what is it like i know they perform but they under certain circumstances and her circumstance didn't line up for what that that expandable was built for and so we went through a a list like i went i went out and i bought i think it was like 18 different fixed blade broadheads and I, I'm sorry, yeah. but Tough Head was not on there. I didn't know about him at the time. So I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. And, uh, and we went through and we we did a like accuracy test. And so we found, and that's one thing I was going to ask you about the two-blade single bevel. How is it for tuning your arrows? Because I struggled with some of her arrows, even with a three-blade, getting them to fly right. Yeah. So first step, of course, is you need to make sure that your bow is perfectly in tune okay. no matter what you're shooting. Yep. That is always step number one. Make sure your timing's right. Make sure everything is perfect. And then from there, um, personally, I've never had any flight issues. Okay. But like I said, we start with the tuning. And then I also have some of the best in the business helping me build my arrows so they know exactly what to go for. Yeah. Um, so I was right now I am shooting the Sirius Gemini with a 200 grain single bevel with a hundred grain half jacket. And I'm shooting a four fletch configuration with a little bit of a helical. Okay. And with that, with that arrow and with my bow, I've had no issues with flight at all. Nice. But uh, I mean, what you can do is you can get your bow sighted in and I don't know what kind of flight it, what kind of flight issues were you having? So it would, she would like, I mean, we're talking at 40 yards She'd put three arrows in like a one inch group and it would always be the same arrow. It fly three inches right, 
three inches high, three inches right, three inches low. It was always to the right, but it would be higher or low. And so we marked that arrow, kicked it out of the group, but we're like, but it would only happen with that one specific broadhead because we went through, we numbered all of our arrows and then we numbered the broadheads within reason. I mean, after a couple shots, the Sharpie came off, but like we went through and we were trying to make sure, well, is it a combination of broadhead one and arrow one? You know, so then we started swapping them arrow to, you know, just trying different things. And it was always that one broadhead. And at least that's what it felt like. But, uh, and there yeah. definitely, definitely could be some tuning issues there. Um, and, well, and, in that case, in that scenario, um, it could just be, I don't know if you were shooting, it was the same exact broadhead every time. It could have just uh, been a combination of that exact head had something up with it. Okay. It also could have been, um, I don't know if you're familiar with spine alignment no, I'm on not. arrow. I'm not. So, and I'm not the most technical guy in the world. So if I misspeak on this, sorry, but, um, all arrows have, it's like a true spine of it. And it's a service we offer. We will spine align all your arrows for you. And what we do is we put it in this machine and we spin it with a pressure gauge. And that will tell us the true spine of your arrow. And what you do is then you take that spine and you have it either facing up or facing down on your string. And sometimes if you have an arrow that's kind of flying a little funky or it's hitting the target wrong and you don't have your arrow spinal on, you can just slowly twist it each shot. And eventually you're going to find that spine without having the machine and that arrow should theoretically fly a little bit better for you. So that's always kind of a step we tell people to try. If it's shooting weird, just turn it a quarter turn and see what happens. Really? And then go from there. Yeah. See, that's awesome. That is a nugget that if anybody's listening that has struggled with anything like that they can take that one to the bank i like it so yeah so if you've got if you got a group and you have one arrow that kind of hit the target wrong a little bit or it's sticking out awkward compared to the rest of them just turn it a quarter turn see what happens try that a few times nice heck yeah man so tell me um you got, you got any cool hunts coming up i mean we're i know we're right here in the summer you just got back from florida but you got anything unique coming up yeah man so we went to florida and then the week after that, we went up to Canada for black bear with a WFO bear hunt nice. up there in Ontario. We shot one at 56 yards with our new tough head wide. And if you're not familiar, a lot of companies that have wide broadheads tell you don't shoot them over 50 because they lose accuracy. We pride ourselves in our wide broadhead. You can shoot it far beyond 50. And just to prove that when we released them, I shot it at 80. Um, but no, nice. we were really happy with that. Killed a bear at 56 yards with it. Um, kind of taking a little break here through July just to, um, you know, go on vacations and everything. And then August 9th, we leave for Africa. Heck yeah. So that'll be our third year in a row hitting up Africa. Uh, we'll be there from the 9th to the 22nd. Going to lay a bunch of stuff down. And then of course, after that, we start right into whitetail time. Nice. Heck yeah, man. That's really awesome. So, um, you got anything specific when you go to Africa or is it kind of, uh, what comes out is going to get it. Uh, you know, this year, I don't know. Um, I normally go with a big list, but I'm going to be spending a lot of time filming okay. on this one. And then I'll probably lay some stuff down. I don't know yet. It's yeah. going to be, I'm opportunity, you know, I like it. I like it. We're going next yeah. year and everybody says, 
you can take your list and throw it out the window because just Absolutely. because that's what you want to kill doesn't mean that a super nice trophy like if i wanted to go kill an eland in a sable in a kudu that's my three that i want to get but a huge niala comes out like i'd be stupid to not shoot it type of deal so um absolutely we kind of have our rathers on our list you know but at the same time we're just we're excited to go because this has been a lifelong thing that i've wanted to do and i didn't think april would ever be on board with going and so now we're going and it's exciting so well, you fall in love with Africa within the first few hours of being there. Um, I can almost guarantee it won't be a once in a lifetime thing for you. You'll be back. Nice. For sure. Heck yeah. Yeah. And America, it's cheap. It's a lot cheaper than what people think. Yeah. It's a, it's way more affordable than you think. We got the price list. We're going with Chakma hunting safaris and they sent us the price list for next year. And I'm like, I can kill three animals over there for the cost that it is for here in the States. Now, granted, I know there's a lot of reasons for that, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I can't wait to get over there. I, I mean, I, I really want to shoot a baboon. I, I know this okay. is yeah, right. My buddy, Chance's son, Ethan, he's got me on this, right? He wants to kill a mm-hmm. baboon. And I'm like, why do you want to kill a baboon? But the more I've thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I want to kill a baboon too. I don't want to mount it. I don't like, I know they're very, you know, destructive over there. So I guess maybe it's less sporting and more for, you know, helping the villagers out. But at the same time, right. it's more, it is kind of sporty. Like I just want to shoot a baboon. I don't know why. So well, it's not an easy hunt. It's not an easy hunt for a baboon either. They are some of the smartest animals out there. They're going to see you blink. That is yeah. crazy. Well, we don't have much time left here, Connor. So I, a question that I ask everybody that comes on and somebody like you who does a lot of traveling and hunting like myself, this might be a tough one. I don't know. But if you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would you go and what would you hunt? That is a tough one. Um, you know, I've been blessed to be on a lot of really cool hunts, but something I've always wanted to do and... I'll probably never be able to pronounce the country, Kyrgyzstan, something like that, whatever it is, somewhere over there. But the mid-Asian Abex, for some reason, has always been something I've wanted to hunt. So I love an Ibex. Actually, I've got, I bought a bunch of Ibexes and my buddy Dallas Bodily, he's got Whiskey Willow Ranch there in Ozona. And we, right now, we have 28 Ibexes. Nice. So, and we had, we had 15 babies so we we had a yeah we got a bunch and uh some of them are markor and nubian crosses okay. it's weird like we're calling them abacores i don't know if that's like patent pending or anything like that but um no we like it's awesome but uh yeah so that would be fun just go yeah yeah it's uh it's the same ibex i think they're in the florida mountains of new mexico so i'm gonna start putting in for the tag there new mexico has all kinds of cool stuff to hunt but crazy? i'm gonna start putting in for that tag. it's like a very low percentage of success rate or even drawing the tag but yeah. i'm young so i'm gonna start putting in now to hopefully draw it one day i love it i love it well connor thank you for coming on so if anybody wants to reach out to you guys uh social media and your website and your podcast let's uh give us some names here Okay, so website, SeriousArchery.com. You can find our arrows, Tough Heads there as well. Uh, Instagram at Serious Archery. Facebook, Serious Archery Products. 
you can check out our show. We post episode every week. It's either hunts, technical, uh, just archery stuff in general. Uh, that's Sirius TV on YouTube and Carbon TV. And then our podcast is the Serious Talk podcast. Just search Serious Talk on any platform. You'll find it there. It's also available on Carbon TV as well. Awesome. And just so everybody knows how to spell Sirius correctly, it is S-I-R-I-U-S. Um, That's right. So that way, make sure everybody gets in t- contact with you. So if anybody wanted to reach out to you directly, uh, Instagram, Facebook, is that good? Yeah, Instagram, uh, Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R, Acres, A-K-E-R-S, underscore. You can find me there. Perfect. Well, good deal. Connor, I appreciate you. I had a blast. Learned a lot. And I hopefully uh, everybody listening did as well. Cool. Yeah, hope you learned something. Um, I'm just the tip of the iceberg. Our guys at the shop, they can help you out tremendously. So thanks, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. And to all of our listeners, we just want to say thanks for, again, week after week, you're showing up, and we definitely appreciate it. And as always, keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.